Hello, Mr. Bishop. Hey, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm very good, thank you. Welcome to my BH Live series. So I'm going to do a quick introduction for you, and then we're going to get straight into the questions, because Instagram literally only gives us an hour, and it goes very, very quickly. So first okay. off, um, BH Live is a platform that's designed to help the creatives in the industry and bring on incredible creatives like yourself to give advice, talk about the industry, and just put everything to right. You are now sideways, by the way. All right. Okay. <laughs> so this is episode eight, and I'm very excited to be interviewing Stuart Bishop, who actually used to be my agent and gave me my first big break in the industry, and is a pretty awesome guy, and now become a very good friend. Stuart has been at the forefront of dance industry since the turn of the century, working internationally as a choreographer, an agent, and a TV judge. Over the years, Stuart has cast, choreographed, and coached for many renowned artists and brands. As a performing arts expert, Stuart is also the founder of the higher level industry the network membership, helping performers become the greatest version of themselves while raising awareness on vital dance industry issues. He is often a guest speaker at colleges as well as hosting his own seminar and events. Stuart is also celebrating his 21st year teaching at Pineapple Dance Studios. And for more information, you need to check out the Love Rudai website and the higherlevelindustry.com website. Did I get all that right? Awesome. Badass. Bang in. Cool. So just <laughs> so everyone can get to know you, the first question I'm asking everybody on this now is, Tell us your life story in four minutes. Go. Um, well, I would say if I were if you if you were to ask that question to do it in 10 seconds, I would say <laughs> high, low, high, low, high, low, high, low. <laughs> and as these high lows happen, I'm on a gradual increase the yeah. whole time. Um, I started training uh, as an actor originally. Mm. Um, fell into dance because I noticed um, that the dance um, the dance course had lots of uh, beautiful women on, <laughs> and so I thought, right, okay, that's that's what I want to do. And I was also a big fan of Michael Jackson, um, so so dance suddenly overtook um, wanting to be an actor. Mm. And from there, I trained at Bodywork Dance Studios. And I did three years there learning jazz, ballet, contemporary, um, you know, all the styles that you do. Yeah. I then came out um, and learned all the, the funk styles, locking, popping, robotics, ticking, tutting, strutting, waving, whatever, um, at places like Pineapple and, mm. um, you know, and, and sort of other, you know, with other sort of teachers and workshops and masterclasses. Became a professional dancer. Um, very quickly saw that uh, as a professional dancer, even when you get to the top, it's quite limited. Yeah. So within a year, I told everyone that um, not only was I becoming a choreographer, but I was also going to become an agent, <laughs> uh, which at the age of uh, 21, um, everyone said I was pretty crazy. And um, for about it, for about six months, um, perhaps they were right. And then it all started to go go to plan. Yeah. Um, so started up my agency originally called Rudai um, at the turn of the century and for about 15 years everything just went literally like that um, choreographed for many famous artists choreographed for uh, many great brands um, I had the dream of becoming a TV judge and um, after about sort of nine or ten years of running the agency um i got to that point where i then yes. went away for two years um to latin america and um i was a judge on shows in mexico and in peru lived the life of a celebrity for two years 
everything then went pear-shaped, um, split up with my uh, original partner that we ran Rudai with. Um, everything went a bit mental. Um, I lost myself. I lost everything. And then I spent the next sort of three or four years um, just stabilizing, um, getting better and starting to really find personal development and mm. find myself. And then from there, I've started to um, make my way to um, to what I call a, the greatest comeback ever. Yes. Um, and um, really that, you know, that's all about just sort of getting myself back to the sort of the heights that I was, but this time for the right reasons and yeah. um, being a, a much better person than I used to be. <laughs> uh, that's what it's about. It's about a massive journey, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, becoming the greatest version of myself and mm. being the best, the best person I can. So yep. sick. So that's your life. And I met you. When did I meet you? How many um, years ago was that now? Cool. Five years ago, maybe. Yeah. Um, no, it's longer. Enough, it, Seven. It was, at, it was at a point when I had just, yeah, possibly longer when, yeah. um, when I was at sort of at my bottom um, and, and, had time to to answer uh, well let me let me tell that story just to give an idea of you and your character is i was dancing up until about the age of 30 and i injured myself on a show i buggered my shoulder and and then went on this kind of life coaching journey a bit like you did and went on this development journey and just realized that i missed dancing and loved it but i didn't want to dance anymore i wanted to come back as a choreographer so the fact that i just done this life coaching course i was being unstoppable and so i emailed about 100 plus agents and companies to be like I want to be a choreographer. Can someone help me out? Stuart Bishop was the only one that replied. And I still remember it to this day because I said, hey, let's, gra let's grab a coffee. And you replied saying, well, I don't drink coffee, but let's grab a beer. <laughs> and then yeah. we met in Swiss Cottage and we ate and we drank and got a little bit drunk. But I went away with three pages worth of notes of what you wanted me to do. And yeah. then I think I whipped it out in a week, didn't I? <laughs> I thought I won't write. I'll see him in about uh, a year or so, <laughs> you know, and within two or three weeks, you, you were on my case saying I've done all those things. And I was just like, what the hell? Um, <laughs> and, you know, and that's what it's all about, really. It's about um, learning from others and then in, in, implementing those things mm. that you learn. And that's what impressed me about you. Um, and it was just like, well, you know, I, I hadn't, you know, obviously I'd seen better choreographers and I'd seen better, you know, better people, but it was the motivation, <laughs> it was the determination yeah. which you forced yourself yeah. um, to be represented. I've never claimed to be the best, but I can promise you I'll outwork as many as whoever I need to. <laughs> well, this is it. Who can claim to be the best? Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. There's yeah, always the, somebody. The ones, are, the ones that are claiming are, you know, the ones that are probably delusional. <laughs> I've got to say, I look Go a little on. bit red because I've, I've literally just come back from a, a 15k run. Oh, um, yes. You're so into your running right now. And how are you finding that therapeutically? I, I love it. I love, um, you know, that's that's how I think. That's how I come up with ideas. Um, normally on Sunday, I do a big, big run. So I'm, mm. I'll go. To like and it's frozen like that. Um, so I've had to I've had to condense it today. Yeah, that's about yeah. I normally about, do about 20 miles. Oh, wow. I, I don't think yeah. I could do a mile without dying. I've never been a good runner. So I, hats off well, to you. I don't think I could well, do it. I only started uh, a year ago. I mean, I, I, I used to run when I was a kid, but I've only just got back into it a year ago. Yeah. yeah. A year ago, I had um, 
something something sort of happened which meant that I I had the choice of either sinking or swimming. Yeah. And I decided right instead of sinking, I'm going to swim. I'm going to make sure that I, you know, get on it. And um, I gave up smoking. Um, gave up any type anything that was distracting. Yeah. Um, just had to get back on it, and I got back into reading as well. I read. Yeah. Um. You know, at the moment, I, I always got about six or seven books that I read every single day. Um, wow. And, well, you know, a good quote that my um, platform put out the other day was um, it was something like the more uh, the the more that you the more that you learn yeah. uh, gives you the ability to, to, to earn more, you know, or yeah. something like that. And what, what give us your top three books to read. So if anyone out there who hasn't really got into personal development yet and wants to kind of get into it what's the top three books you would tell them to read right i'll tell you i can tell you right now <laughs> um, i would say the slight edge slight edge brilliant perfect um i would say oh, let me have a think um <laughs> i mean I, there's so many books the uh, celestine prophecy is a great spiritual book okay um, and also I mean, if people want to go absolute basic for personal development, then something like The Secret is a yeah, brilliant Yeah, it's a great way to start. I think we all started um, with that. You know, um, it, often you get people who are further along the line, so mm. like, off, um, but they miss the point of it. They miss yeah. the point. It's about, it's about just pushing people to that direction of, of thinking. Yes. Um, well, but, there's, um, I can't actually remember the name of the book, and it's going to kill me now because I'm live. But there's a book that's kind of similar to The Secret, but comes from a more scientific point of view. It talks about the vibrations, that actually your mood vibrates your body in a certain way, and vibrations are naturally attracted to each other. So that if you're a happy person, you tend to attract happy people, and misery tends to attract misery, and so on and so on and so on. Absolutely. And, and I'll show you, just to give you a varied kind of thing, these are the uh, books that I'm reading right, right, right now. Go. I'm reading. Blacklisted. Uh, this is to do with uh, Black Lives Matter and black issues. Um, Salman Rushdie's Midnight Children. Brilliant. Um, the Truth by Neil, Neil Strauss. He was the guy who wrote The Game. Perfect. Uh, Catch-22. It's a classic novel. Amazing. Um, the Elements of Eloquence, which is all about writing and, and grammar and stuff like that. And <laughs> I just got in the post um, Satanic Verses by Salman Rushdie as well. Amazing. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get a varied kind of yeah. education, you know, things Good. Like, um, because we need it in the performing mm. arts. You know, you can't be standing there talking about Love Island or Instagram filters <laughs> to, to a big time director. Do you know what I mean? Because they're just going to be like, what? <laughs> what is this um, going on? <laughs> you know, if you want to create relationships with people higher up than you, you you've mm. got to have conversation. You've got to be able yeah. to um, talk about other things. So, yeah. Um, but going back to the running, yeah, that's why I look a little bit red. I'm a little bit... Um, it's all right. When, when I post a video onto the YouTube channel, I'll, I'll take the red out for you. <laughs> I'll grade it a little bit for you. Right, let's get to the questions, because I genuinely feel like we could just talk for hours and forget the questions. So we've got a list of things to talk about. You've been in the industry for a long time now. How did it used to be? And what would you say are the biggest changes you've seen over the years? I would say... Um, the biggest changes are that, um, hmm. well, I would say at the start of the millennium, when the internet came, mm. it created a, a vacuum of sort of people who 
who joined the industry seeing it through the lens of the reality TV shows. Yeah. So a lot of people came and didn't understand that there's certain disciplines, certain professionalism, yeah. um, you know, training involved, and also that you could, um, you were made to be paid properly. So yeah, because of this, um, fees went down, disciplines went down, and then you know, you look at things like social media, that gives the ability for people to feel like they can have more control over their careers, which is great. Yeah. The problem is, um, it's very much on a low level if you mm. are trying to self out on social media. And, you know, when you get all these sort of job um, jobs that go on social media, people think, great, brilliant, I can do it. And I don't have to, um, you know, I don't have, have to pay to my commission. But it's so it's just so low level it is. Yeah. And, you know, I always say about Beyonce not, you know, she's not she's not answering her phone, taking no. her job jobs and that. And we have to think on the on the same level as of, of being a superstar. Of always yeah. you're thinking your level of of a cast member, yeah. you know, or, or just a lowly kind of extra or, or just in the background. Um if we're not in it to become the great, you know, the the best um, and we're just in it to, to sort of just be the one of the ones propping up one of the pawns. What's the yeah. point? You, know? um, you deserve to be taken advantage of. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Way. This is what I this is what I say to everybody as well. Is if they're posting it away from an agency, one, it's probably underpaid. Two, mm. they're probably doing something that they shouldn't be doing. Whether even if it's just looking after the doctors properly, because yeah. I know from working with you guys a lot is. The agency look after the dancer and they make sure everything's in place so there's nothing to worry about when they go on the job. So the chances yeah. are they've already gone to agencies and then gone, oh, wait, we can't afford that, and then tried yeah. to do it themselves. So Well, you know yeah. what? We're, we're not only looking after the, the dancer as agents, we're looking after the client as well. Mm. And it's much easier for the client to come to one person who can then sort it all out for them than yeah. having to rip around different, you know, yeah. all, all different dancers and things like that. Mm. And as a performer... You, you want people to know you for your creative ideas, yeah. not for your want for more money and for <laughs> your, um, you know, we all want more money. Of course. We all want, we all want better um, conditions and, and better hotel rooms and first class and all that. Yeah. It's As a performer, you don't need to be the person saying all that. No. Let your agent be the bad guy if, if yeah. you need um, So, so that, that's, I think, the biggest change, um, you know, it, it's exposed social media, uh, the internet, mm. reality shows has exposed the industry and ex exposed yeah. performance. Um, so we are more and more out in the open. So yeah. clients, companies, uh, entertainment companies can see mm. that the majority of the performing arts have you know don't really have a clue what's going on. Yeah, and this is why they can pay less. Because they're seeing desperate people. Yeah. You know? And when it's you only show... going to get worse. That's the problem right now. When you right show now. your hands, when you show your hands, you know, it's like playing a poker game and just having your, having your, your cards yeah. showing. Um, that's what they do. That's what's happening. Yeah. And so you can't, you can't blame people. You know, people just want to get the best deal as possible. They want to pay as little as possible. Cool. Like really. any business would. And that's, yeah, the thing. that's what people exactly. forget is these guys are still businesses. They, they want yeah. to undercut. So they will. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, that, you know, there you go. And it's mm. about knowing, you know, it, I think 
let's go on to the next question. Yeah, because I, yeah, feel, I feel like right. you're going to answer gonna the next lead, one. We're going to lead to we're going to lead to an eventual um, a gradual yes exactly of how the structure of the interview works exactly. The next question. The next question is uh, basically you have a CV that most people would die for, including myself. And um, what was your favourite job? And you can name that one. And what was your least favourite job? And I would say don't name that one. <laughs> Um, well, I'm and happy, why? I'm happy to. Um, I'm happy to, to to name you know anything. <laughs> name and shame. Um, I'm at a point in my life where I don't really care, you know. Okay. Um, I'd say my my best jobs were were obviously um, you know when I was working as a TV judge. That was that was uh, you know that was that was amazing. Mm. Um, and when I got to work with sort of fake you know some famous people as a choreographer and stuff like that. Those kind of things are always really good. Yeah. Um, I remember commentating for the Red Bull BC1 World Championship final yeah. in Russia. Go. Okay. This is I a good story. Guy, I, got, <laughs> I got no idea. You know what I mean? But it was because I'd just been on TV. Yeah. And, you know, I was, able to, I was able to blag that I, I'd done TV commentary. And um, and when I look back, you know, I was so out of my depth. But I, I was able to I put on an American accent for some reason. <laughs> um but, you know, there's me in Moscow, the final, in the biggest event of the year for, for breakdance, mm. um, for Red Bull. For, uh, you know, it was Red Bull TV that I did the commentary for. Um, things like that. You know, there's been a lot of big jobs where I, I've done things where I've just gone, oh, my God, this is unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you know, and I remember once when I was in Peru being the, the headline act for a whole Adidas street party that they yeah. created. Um, you know, just because I was the... I was the main man at that point in in you yeah. know in in in, uh, in Lima and um, on TV um, there. So you know, lots of good jobs. Um, I without doubt the worst job I've ever done. Um, there's two which actually there's stick to mind. One uh, as a choreographer for Nintendo. Um, I basically didn't need to be there. Tried um, tried oh, as yeah. much as possible to make myself look um, needed, and at lunchtime. <laughs> basically sacked um, <laughs> uh, um i was basically asked to to, to to that you know they said that i can just go um which, which you know i was being I, I was being politely told that i didn't need you weren't needed <laughs> yeah um, and it and you know there's nothing worse there's nothing worse as a choreographer when you get there in the morning and you realize oh they could have done without one yeah to be honest. they didn't need us um, and you just have to make yourself sort of look you needed I'm, I'm sure you've been on a few With, of without trying um, to annoy the director at the same time and get in their way and overtake their job so it's like constant push and pull and, and the dancers also you know the people on set also can see that oh he's not really needed either do you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and so embarrassing. The point, you just feel like absolute shit um, yeah. i remember walking home in well okay and you know i've been paid for it already so yeah. that's a positive but yeah it was just nice um and then i remember as a dancer once um i was opposite um this I, it was one of my first ever jobs i was opposite this um big black muscular choreographer who was also the other dancer behind yeah. this drag act yeah um, he had this amazing body and i was just a really skinny 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 white boy <laughs> Dance to we were dancing to Michael Jackson's um, uh, I think it was Dangerous and we were wearing these uh, kind of um, jungle it was like um, what's um, 
leopard skin nice. um, kind of outfit. It's a good look. And yeah, I just remember thinking, is this is this what my career has in you know, store for me? You know, but um, it was still at college, so I was lucky. I was actually you were lucky, lucky to get the job, yeah. Um, so that was my my worst ones. Yeah, I've been very lucky because I've I've had control of my career. Yeah, the whole of my career, apart from the fir- the first sort of year of yeah. me, you know, being dancing. So I've been able to pick and choose the work that I've done. Um, and if I didn't want to do it, I w- I simply wouldn't do it. You know. Yeah. Amazing. Right. I love this next question because I now hope everyone's going to go and YouTube your name. If you search your name on YouTube, there are some great videos. But the one that's really stuck out for me is a phone video that's clearly you hanging out the hotel balcony and you have fans screaming your name in Latin America. You were literally famous. Tell us what it was. Sorry, but let me start again. Tell us what this was and what, what your experience was as being a famous choreographer and a judge. Um, well, there are many, um, if, if people did a real, real, real search, there are many, mm-hmm. uh, very videos on there. Yeah, it was, it, it was amazing. Uh, fun, 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 funnily enough, um, I stayed in a lot of hotels. I had to be moved a mm. few times because fans would find out where I was staying. Um, and the first time I got moved, it was because I'd let, let fans know. <laughs> this is where I was staying. I thought it would be cool, funny, uh, but the hotel absolutely hated it, and mm. um, and I was asked to leave. Um, well, my the wow. people looking after me was told, "Can, can he can he leave?" Um, but being it was, you know, it, it it was weird because I was completely, you know, massively famous in in La- in these Latin American countries, and um, you know, and completely not when mm. I came home. Um, <laughs> And, you know, and because of the buzz of of the confidence you get from being famous, when I did come home, I would often get people go, oh, you you look, you, you remind me of someone, you know, are, are you on TV or something like that? Because I had that sort of aura. Yeah. Um, but the actual fame thing, I mean, I learned that it's very superficial. Mm. Um, you know, a lot of people wanted to be my best friend. A lot of people wanted to know me. A lot of people wanted to yeah. give me. Um, a lot of free stuff um you know i i could go just to go to places and people would have bags of stuff to give me just you know just for walking into the you know looking at this in their shop window yeah um and you know you'd sit there in a in a restaurant and people would you know be looking at you and and wanting your autograph and um it was it, it was awesome except for um you know after a while i was not only was I in sort of a you know, foreign country where I couldn't speak the language yeah. and understand fully, um, I also had a lot of personal stuff going on, which um, should have ended really before I got famous. And yeah. the, the fact just made it sort of put it on hold. Um, yeah. So, um, you know, by the by the end, when I was when I was ready to come home, that's when everything went to shit. So I, I literally went from um being you know being on a, on sort of top tv shows um mm. i had a, a pilot um just created a pilot of a of a tv format that um looked like it was going to be you know taken up wow. by, all the, by the uh, massive networks yeah and came back all I, all I had to do was actually fly back and present it yeah um, with 
big production company to do it. And um, when I came back, everything went pear shaped and I never went back. Um, so it was, you know, it, it, it was a time of greatness, uh, but also a lot of fakeness. Mm. Um, not only people around me, but myself, I was, uh, you know, it's very easy to lose yourself. Yeah. So, um, you know, and this is how you see people on um, reality shows, you know, they go like that and they fall back down and it's because yeah. they haven't, um, they haven't built a platform of personal development and now I know I would be able to handle any type of any type of sort of platform or any yeah. type of fame or anything because I'm not chasing the same things, you know? Yeah, exactly. Amazing. Good answer. So tell us a little bit more about your agency, Love Rude. I'd, I'd love to hear what you stand for, what your mission is and what your aim is as an agency. Um, well, originally we started to improve the standards of the commercial dance industry hmm. we started just as everything went to shit um and everything went to shit everyone was um saying you know it's all changed all the money's gone down and the industry's destroyed um and me and my ex-partner charlotte we were we had just come out of college we were yeah. fresh and we, were, we had no negativity in our heads and we decided to do something about it um we've always um it's always been about paying paying um dancers correctly paying yeah. dancers on time um making sure that they're looked after mm. um making sure that they're not um what's the word when molly coddled you know <laughs> yeah. trying to trying to always educate them and it, it, it's meant that we haven't always been the favorite agency of people all the yeah. time you know we have there's, there's some big dancers that we don't represent because they're assholes um <laughs> and you know we, we, we want an easy life, you know? <laughs> yeah, true. I want, I want the dancer to enjoy being represented by us. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we also, we're all, you know, we're always encouraging our dancers, look, you know, we want to represent you for about three or four years, probably. Yeah. You know, longer than that, it's a question of, look, come on, what, what's your next steps? Yeah. Because once, once they get, once they get too comfortable within the industry, that's when, yeah. um, dancers start to think that they're worth more now they are worth more this is the thing yeah but they're not worth more within an industry which is only get which can only go to a certain level yeah in the end of the day you're dancing behind someone you are a person who are who, who are um uh, promoting the 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 star or promoting the star which is the product you know we're merely uh, we're merely pawns we're merely propping up and if you understand that, that's yep. fine. But if you don't understand that, you can then get very deaverish and think that you've got to be paid much more, yep. treated much better. You know, yes, I'm all for bit, um, you know, making sure people are treated fairly and paid correctly. But if you want to be paid like a star, then you've got to become a star. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you want and act to, like one. Um, yeah, and act like one. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, as an agency, we're strict. Um, at the same time, we're, you know, we, we, we want to make sure that um, people are happy yep. and, you know, and we, we're just not, we're not a wannabe agency. Do you know what I mean? I'm not going to kiss ass to um, famous people just to get a job. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I, I, I've lost jobs in the past because I've told people where to fucking go. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Um, you know, and famous people before, you know, I, I've been asked to choreograph for, for famous artists before. And then it's just like, well, hang on. You don't mind paying me, but you don't want to pay the dancers proper. Um, yeah. You know, choreographer, 
it's it's the amount of choreographers I see who don't you know who don't care really about yeah the as long as they, they get did. paid they're happy they, yeah they wouldn't job so um, you know it's interesting times um, but yeah you know as an agency uh, we're looking for people who 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 want to go further and we we like to represent people when they're at mm. this point where they want to give their all to the dance yeah. part. You know, once they don't want to give their all to the dance part and they want to become choreographers or they want to become yeah. um, directors or writers, then, you know, we can tr we can have that conversation. Can we represent you as a choreographer? Or if not, hey, good luck, man. Go for it. Yeah, know? enjoy. <laughs> it's the world. Well, let's talk about the network because this has been a big thing for you for the last now five years. Um, yeah. I'm a network member and I've been watching you make incredible strides in the quest of trying to improve this ever-changing industry. Yeah. Tell us what you have done so far and what's next with the network. Okay, so for those who don't know what the network is, it is uh, it's a very small platform, um, really, because I've very slowly, organically grew it. Uh, we've got about six hundred over about six hundred and twenty members, yeah. uh, and it's you know I've been quite picky about bringing people on. Um, I'm not bothered about it going to ten thousand, a hundred thousand members, or have mm. been. Um, it's been, you know, it's been a platform for me to, um, well, firstly, it's a platform to teach performers, uh, yeah. educate the business of, of being a performer. Um, and secondly, um, it teaches personal development. Mm. For me, what do I get out of it? Um, I've been able to concentrate on practicing my vlogging, my videos, uh, my yeah. article writing, and just really, um, you know, hosting events and stuff yeah. like that. We're about to, um, over the next uh, couple of months, once we come out of lockdown properly, we're going to actually open it up. Um, so it, oh, so wow. the article, yeah, so the articles, no, we, um, originally I was thinking, oh, we'll have some massive launch, but I'm thinking just, no, I, in a couple of months yeah. we'll just go, right, anyone can just access the things. Yeah. Uh, because it's pushed more towards a media platform, um, really, than any kind of, mm. you know, was like this is going to change the industry um but i've i've, I've the more i um, feel like changing the industry the more i realize that the industry um does not want to be changed um you know <sighs> if, if, yeah if you, what, you know the performing arts as a as a as a as a thing is almost it's like a holding pen for the yeah. people who either are desperate or, or don't want to go up higher to the entertainment industry or mm. you know or will never make it you know it, it sounds sad but um you know, so it, it's just um, you know, it, it's if people are interested, they can they can email, um, contact the network Vils Media. But um, over the next couple of months, as I say, all the articles, um, there's hundreds of articles, hundreds of videos, yeah. um, lots of different things that we do. We do mastermind sessions, um, we do different events. Okay. Um, they'll all be coming um, live, and people will be able to see what it is. Amazing. So just say that email again. So it's net. Contact at the network reveals .com. So contact at the network reveals .com. Good. Yeah. So guys, if anyone's on the line that's interested, go and send an email. And can they find you on any social media? Um, me personally. No, no. Well, yours appears on here. Uh, yeah, but... can, uh, yeah. The network. <laughs> don't don't check out my Instagram. <laughs> uh, the the net, uh, network members. I think it is. Network members. Uh, so they'll find you on Instagram. I'll see if I can yeah. put that in a link on the YouTube video and sure. also in the podcast. It's, you know, it's one of these things that I'm not, I suppose I'm the polar opposite to you, Brendan. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that big on, um, not that I, I don't care, but I'm just, um, 
It's not been a focus point for you. It's not a focus point mm. for me, social media, to be honest, because I know that the moment you get on TV, you can get banged just like that. Yeah, overnight, hundreds of thousands. Yeah. So um, at some point, you know, I'm sure I'm sure I'll get on it. But um, <laughs> but um, I, I will probably just delegate someone to do it for me, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, um, I, I, I feel like that sometimes, don't worry. It's just, it, <laughs> you just feel like, why am I doing this? I'm just going to post and leave it and reply to comments. Yeah. And that's probably the best way right now. Because otherwise you're just yeah. watching everyone else pretending to have a good time in lockdown. <laughs> well, this is, you know, this is why I I don't spend that much time on social media. I mm. find social media, um, it's it's a land of untruths. Yeah, it's know, quite destructive as well sometimes. I, I like to read because I, you know, I can find the truth out from books and I can research yeah. and I can go on the internet and I can properly study. Mm. Exactly. Um, a lot of the internet is is it's just fake people trying to make fake their lives news. better and trying to push their agenda on people. Yeah. And when you do just get into arguments, I I made a comment the other day about um uh, I was supporting uh, basically I was just going on about the the fact that um I just think it's ridiculous that people are are sort of standing up so much for um I basically I made this post about um, it was actually about Winston Churchill and how um. How I thought that you know um, it was our past as, as you know Britain um, has been pretty shameful when it comes to mm. racism and it comes to things, um, and you know it went this thread went a bit mental. It did really, and um, and I'm not really on social media to do that anymore. You know, I used yeah. to like a little rant. I'd rather just um, be friends with everyone, to be honest, um, <laughs> and I'd rather uh, I'd rather hear people's opinion than not. But um, mm. You know, but I haven't got time to be getting into huge long debates no. with, with morons, really. You know, people who don't want to, um, who, who don't want to learn. You know, because yeah. if, if someone I disagree with says something to me that I go, wow, you know, and I learn from it, I'm going to go research, and, but I'm not going to call them an idiot, and I'm not no. going to slag them. I'm going to, you know, I like, I, 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 I used to, you know, years ago, but I've learned. It's Good. not worth it. We actually, we missed the very beginning of what you said uh, before you said about your article, Winston Churchill, just because the sound broke up a little bit. So just repeat what you said right at the beginning that led into this. Um, how basically I, um, you know, I find that social media is, it, it, it's just a distraction. Too too many yeah. people are are just getting into too many long threads. Yeah. Um, and what they don't realise is, is, you know, a lot of people, especially who have a certain mindset don't yeah. want to hear and they don't they don't want to learn you know no. i for one just talking about black lives matter have learned so much over the last couple of months me um, too which have changed which has changed my opinion on things which has really um it's been an education for me you know and the more i learn the the more you know i can't unlearn these things i've learned no. you know so um I, I i am very um you know i'm now it's it's all linked to the Black Lives Matter. It's all linked yeah. to just the structure of the world and everything. And you know, we can go down a rabbit hole, but um yeah. but yeah, basically is is um you've got to be careful with it, especially yeah. as a performer, don't you? Yeah. Well, talking about things that are going on right now, you knew we were gonna get onto coronavirus at some point, right? So what do, what do you think has been the biggest impact of corona, let's say on the commercial dance industry? So let's keep it specific. Yeah. Um 
I would say um, we've just had a break, really. You know, it's given us all a nice little break. Yeah. Um, you know, it, the whole coronavirus thing, I mean, it depends where you're at in your life. Yeah. For me, it's been, it's, to be honest, it's been a fantastic time. I've been able to spend a lot of time with my young yeah. son. Uh, I've been able to read loads. I've been able to, to watch loads. I've been yeah. able to exercise loads. I've been able to have a break from having to get up and go to work from, you know, nine yeah. till six or seven at night. Um, and I've been able to think about loads of different things. Um, I think what we're seeing now is, and this might lead into, I think you had a question up about what, you know, something to do with them looking, things looking bleak or whatever. Um, yeah, keep talking about it. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in. No, 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 it's fine. You, you carry on talking about it. I'll, I'll weave it in later. Right. Well, the the thing is with the performing arts, this is it. It's exposed the performing arts to what it really is. And it's just full of desperate people, desperate people who aren't willing to learn, mm. who aren't willing to learn and who was not there for the performing arts before all this. Yeah. All of a sudden, when, when all of a sudden, when 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 it affects them, suddenly <laughs> everyone gives a shit about the performing arts. Yeah, you know I mean, because, yeah. oh, it's my job out on the line. Now I want to help save the industry, but people didn't want to set. You know, people <laughs> people didn't want to save the industry for the last 10, 15, 20 years. Nope. You know, they look they look at people who who, who crusade to save the industry as nutcases. But now everyone's like, oh, <laughs> I, I've got to say, I've got to help, I've got to help, and it's because you know most performers are selfish. They really are. Yeah. Um, and they don't really that actually if you are selfish you get nowhere in life because you know you look at all these massive companies um how do they become massive they become massive a lot of the time by by getting funding from other people and, yeah. and you know they need to be other people on side you can't do things by yourself um so you know and, and within the we've been taught um you know we're programmed to sort of be selfish as performers you know yeah. um but really it's it, it I don't know. It makes me laugh, really. And it goes to show while people were watching um, Love Island and, you know, and, and not not worrying about learning about themselves and learning yeah. about investing and learning about um, spirituality and learning about, um, you know, all the things that are going to help them for a rainy day. Um, and I'm talking about even things like, you know, mindset. For yeah. me, um, you know, I don't see it as bleak. I don't see it as, you know, am I that bothered that, that these multi-millionaire producers from, of theatre companies, right, who have been conning dancers for years by paying them little little fees, yeah. you know, um, are, are going bankrupt? Am I that bothered? Not really, <laughs> you know, um, because the performers, they'll be OK. You know, if you've lost your job, just get another one. Just find another one. Well, the, the funny thing was, God, another door opens. And if, if, if you if when your door closes, you just go, well, that's my lot. I'm stuck in this room. I can't get out. I'm going to cry. Then, you know, and I get it. A lot of people are, you know, um, I've I've had to, you know, I've, you know we've all we've all had to, to be careful yeah. with our money and stuff like that. But you can either moan, you can either cry. Yeah. Or you can see it as a huge, huge opportunity. And for me, I'm seeing this as a massive opportunity, yeah. a, a brand new era. It is. Yeah. You know? uh, Everyone's we, at a level playing right now. You, you've, you've got the opportunity. You know, the performing arts had already scraped the barrel um, mm. and started digging to Australia. It was so, it was so, <laughs> it was so low. 
Um, and now it's just, well, look, this is what you know, I've been saying for ages, performing arts will hit a bottom. Yeah. Um, and now something's had to happen to even show, because so many performers are just clueless um, and, yeah. and, and desperate they are. Um, you know, earning, I mean, they perform, you know, commercial dancers, actually, a lot of them, they're got, getting these commercials, they're getting these films, they're earning shitloads of money. Right. And then, you know, I've had people who have, who have had 20 grand, 30 grand commercials before. And then, you know, three or four months down the line, they get another job through us um, for something else. And, and they're on me on that day. They're meant to get, you know, they meant to get that money. They're on, they're ringing. You know, have we, has the money come in? I'm thinking, fuck, you know, you could have at least done it, you know, called us tomorrow. You can't be that desperate, but they've spent their money. You know, uh, okay. Because they don't know how to offer it. And they don't know, you know, so it's I think this is a great time. It really is because performers are going to be forced yeah. to to learn, be forced to become better. They're going to be forced to be multi-talented. Yeah. They're going to be forced to learn um, different things. It's not enough just for, to have great technique. Um, you know, I certainly didn't have great technique and I've got further than majority of people yeah. I knew. You know, I can and, vouch for that. I'm not you have no technique. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a great businessman either. I, you know, I'm entrepreneurial mm. um, and I've made a hell of a lot of mistakes. Yeah. But what I have got is I've got that determination, that motivation. I've got that open mindedness to um, to to want to learn, you know, all the time. I want to learn. I want to learn. They've, they've got to learn patience and time tolerance and and you mm. know because every single every single person you know most of the country lost lost their work lost yep. their freedom yep. and i remember on my facebook uh, i did a couple of articles about this i remember that of all the people that were working you know all my friends different different from different industries yeah the only industry that absolutely going to town was the performers and it's because the performers, most performers, yeah. they, you know, they're living like kids. They're not thinking like adults. Yeah. And, it's, and the problem is it's not even their fault. They're programmed. They're programmed um, from the colleges. You know, it, it, everything stems from this yep. kind of, you know, they're told that their industry is different. You know, our industry is yeah. different. It's special. It's the hardest profession in the world and all this. No. But it's, no, it's not, you know. And, and it's just the same as any other industry. So, um you know, but if you don't, if you don't, um, you know, if you're not sensible with your money, if mm. you don't understand you know, uh, what your goals are and, and know, you know, it, it, there, there's so there's so many things that, that performers need to do. And and one of the things, you know, is, is really is to be able to sit back and go, yeah. right, OK, this is what's happening. Is it going to is, is it going to benefit me? going on Facebook and having a massive rant and a massive moan and um, saying that the industry's over. Um, you mm. know, the industry's far from over. Um, it's just about know, to re-begin. It, it's exciting. Yeah. You know, agency-wise, agency wise, you know, we, we, we didn't have any jobs for three months. Yeah. We had to fly people back from, from around, all around the world from yeah. contracts. Um, you know, we, we just like everybody else was had jobs coming up, which we was excited about and things got cancelled. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, it is what it is, you know, and we've got to just, um, you know, we've just got to make sure that uh, you don't expose yourself. Mm. You know, I don't 
people don't need to know whether whether you know it's all going pear shaped for me or or or, or not. You know, yep. Um, it's it, it's this constant need to tell everyone what's going on. You know, and th- and then lying that on social media that their life's brilliant. Um, right. And then and then joining on mass this chorus of um, the industry's over. Um, I don't see it over at all. You mm. know, for, for musical theatre is is going to be. Um, it's going to be hard. Yeah, it's, it's going to take longer to get back. Um, you know, but um, these massive theatre producers who earn a lot of money, um, they are not going to sit around and lose all their money. No, they will be able to. If they if they do, they will be able to make it back, and they will they will come back. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, but. You know, hopefully, when people do come back, people will get paid more, um, and people will be, yeah. you know, more, more more appreciative of the arts. But um, I've seen recently online a lot of um, jobs coming on, you know, um, just to help people out. You know, we've got these jobs, and they're they're really badly paid. Yeah, um, already. <laughs> but, you, but 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 all all these platforms allow these things on yes. because we're trying to save the arts by allowing these jobs on. But no, I just think everyone, everyone just chill, you know. Um, if it takes a little bit longer, it takes a little bit longer. We've started to get castings in now. Yeah. We've got our first getting jobs, um, you know, but we're not going to, we're not rushing back. We're not back at the office yet, um, you know, and I'm I'm trying to do really as little as possible, as much as possible, yeah. <laughs> to be honest. No, um, no, agreed. You know, so, you know, what? if you could okay. summarise, if, actually, let's yeah. take lockdown. Let's take this whole process as like a learning curve. If you could summarise yeah. what people should be taking away from this coming back into the industry afterwards, what would it be? So maybe give us like three things that you should be thinking about right now that you can do to give yourself the best opportunity once the industry starts to reemerge. Um, I would say diversity. Yep. You know, um, I'm not talking about um, Ashley Banjo. Uh, don't 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 all apply to join um, Ashley Banjo's club. Um, uh, I would say diversity. You know, look at where where you're going in your career. Yeah. Look at where you're going, because you know you might be forced to go to that next yeah. level sooner than you. Think. And this has been an amazing opportunity for me during this uh, lockdown. I have accelerated my writing. Um, okay. I'm now writing a novel and, you know, and, and that's uh, one of my next steps to become a published author and a novelist. And, yeah. um, you know, and that's it was, you know, I, I've been thinking of doing that and it's been forced on me yeah, because I've got more time. Um, yeah. And these people aren't what people almost have to realize <laughs> Is are you going to are you going uh, to play for us? No, uh, no, I'm, I've I've finally picked up a guitar and I started learning in lockdown, so good. I know what you mean. Good. good. Um, you know, performers have to realise they didn't become performers. They didn't become performers to stand in the background. No. Nope. They didn't become performers to support you know Rita Ora. They didn't become performers to 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 publicise other people's products. You know, they had a dream. They wanted to win Oscars. They wanted to yeah, win Grammys. They wanted to be a star. <laughs> I'll make you a star. <laughs> so, 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 you know, don't, don't, you know, the performing arts is this thing that basically stops you from yeah. doing that. You know, keep you them down, get keep head, them down. All, yeah. All head up. And you, and it, and it feels like you just have to, you have to play this audition game um, and be part of this community where, you know, 
work towards where your yeah. your true destiny. You know, work towards your true destiny. Um, start to understand the things that are going to help you. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, whether that's n- knowledge of investing and knowing about how to manage your money. Yeah. Um, whether oh that's God, about, um, you know, learning better communication skills and better networking skills and better, just better all life skills. Yeah. These are things that are going to really help you. You know, pe- no one gives a, no, most people mm. don't even know what's good or not. You know, when, when they're in an audition, the client's sitting there, yeah. they've got no idea. Absolutely no idea. You know, that head spin is, is a pirouette, you could say. And they'd go, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. All they know <laughs> is the feeling. They know the feeling they get when yeah. they see someone. And they go, God, that person is going to make my brand feel good. Yeah. Um, so you, you don't have to concentrate too much on the technique and being the best because there'll always be people better. Um, especially if you're working commercially, you yeah. know, you just got to look pretty. Um, you've got to be a good dancer, obviously, but you don't have to be the best dancer. You know, yeah. there's the, the best dancers are the ballet dancers and the, you know, and, and yeah. the, you know, the ones who have to knock out 10 pirouettes and things like that. Um, at the start of my career, that is what you had to, you know, you had to do five, six pirouettes. Um, nowadays, I, I don't think, you know, a lot of dancers probably don't even know what, what that is. You know? <laughs> um, but that's not, that, there's nothing wrong with that. No, that's, that's the way the industry's changing. gone. Do you know that, that we had a Sam Cassidy on live last week and he said something really lovely, which will back up what we were saying is, he says, when you're in the casting room, make me feel something and I'll mm. hire you. Again, right. you have to be the best singer, you have to be the best dancer, but make, give me an emotion and I'll hire yeah. you. And that's, that, I think that's really important. That, yeah, that's, that's great, great advice, you know, because if you're going to spend three weeks with someone going yeah. off to a country, or if you're going to be flying on a plane with someone on a bit, on a long journey, or if you're going to have to, um, you know, mm. you're having to go to a really important client and saying, look, this is the person for the yeah. job. Um, and, it, and if, if they bugger up, then, you know, your job's on the line. Yes. You've got to trust you know, and people just want to like people. That's all that that's all it is. They, yeah. You know, they're not that bothered about no. the technique or that. Um, you know, yes, it's important, but it's more important to it's more important to be nice. Yeah, agreed. And yeah, like you said, they are and this is again something Sam touched on last week and we were speaking about is most casting di- most casting directors want you to succeed when you're walking in the room. They want you to do good mm. because then the casting's over and they're done and they can go home and they can have they can see their missus or their husband and, you know, actually enjoy their day rather than trailing through person after person trying to find the right person for the job. They want you to be the right person. And I think that's where a lot of performers get scared or maybe it's drummed into their head from college that, you know, you've got to be scared. You've got to be scared. You've got to, you've got to do everything they say. No, just, just, no, absolutely. Just, no not at all. <laughs> well, listen, Instagram is going to cut us off in the last, in the next couple of minutes. So we haven't got long okay. left. Is there anything you want to say? Is there any advice you want to give to the people watching right now? Remember, this goes onto YouTube and it goes onto a podcast afterwards, so it's going to stay there. Um, yeah. God help us. God help us. Fingers crossed. Uh, um, um, what would I like to say? I would like to say, if you are a graduate right now and you are worried, don't be worried. Yeah. Okay. I would say... You know, I would say, listen, no one, you know, it, it does not matter what you do in your first year. The yeah. most important thing that you have to do in your first year 
um, or to avoid, should I say, is not to quit. Yes. That is what Agreed. You, the easiest thing to do. Your your career is, a, is meant to be a career. It's not about, about what happens in your first year, whether you get an agent or whether you get jobs or whatever like that, or whether you get a graduation show. No one gives a fuck about a graduation show, um, you know. <laughs> but... You know, and don't worry if you don't get a good agent, you know, because mm. at the, when you first leave, um, you, you know, you're probably not you, most of you aren't good enough no. to get on the top agency. You know, they, they, you've got to get a bit more experience. Yeah, so, stepping stones. You know, just just as, as Bobby McFerrin said, you know, don't worry, be happy. Um, Lord, word. <laughs> Love it. You know, just uh, hey, Chelsea. Just, uh, just, you know, just. Yeah. And, and to any performer, I would say, don't worry. Um, if you're worried, then get the hell out, you know, yep. get the hell out, get the hell up, get, the yeah, hell get up, up and keep know? going. <laughs> yeah. Um, get up to where you're meant to be. Your destiny is not meant to be mm. just behind someone. Um, and if, if, if you're unhappy, then don't worry about it. It's not meant, you know, we don't all have to be in the performing arts. There's, there's so no. many other things that you can be yep. doing in life. Um, you know, we've all found out during lockdown, it's about, it's about, you know, love Being is the happy. greatest thing. Yeah. I mean, it, it's our families. It's, it's, you know, we don't need that much. Yeah. But isn't it funny that the biggest complaint for lockdown is not being able to see other people. It's not money. It's not the luxuries, the shops, the cinemas, the theatres. It's, I want to see my family. I want to go and see my dad. I want to, you know, that's been the biggest thing. So connection. And God, yeah. Zoom must be laughing right now. They're probably making a ton of money. <laughs> just yeah, so amazing. people can connect and do quizzes and yeah so I think like you said the biggest takeaway right now is just remember that people are important being happy is important and just figure out what that is for yourself and I think that's yeah a really nice piece to end on <laughs> and you know don't get ripped off by these fucking platforms that's what I'll put in right at the end yeah. um, platforms that charge you for 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 um information about auditions no don't pay for them don't you should never have yeah. to pay for it it will always go to the agent or there'll be someone like if i have yeah. a casting and i'm casting it myself i'll check out my instagram it's free you know it's it is what it is there you go so Stuart, how can people get in contact with you if they need to how can they follow you how can they interact well, with you I, ideally i'd rather that, that they wouldn't contact me <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be bothered, to be honest. Well, if there's um, someone on the no, line that has a million pound deal for you, um, then contact me. <laughs> um, no, uh, well, they can they can contact Serena at the yep. agency, and they and she can deal with it. Um, and she'll no, sift um, through them. Uh, you can check out highlevelindustry.com, um, yep. which will just there's a little form on there. Which, if you're interested in becoming a network member, as I say, it's going to become uh, public very soon. Yep. Um, if you're interested in being represented, then the best thing to do is come to my class when it comes back. Um, yeah. You know, uh, don't send a CV and photo, or especially if you're brand new from a graduate. Um, yeah. You know, send them, but 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 just send them knowing that we're going to send you a standard email to say come to class because it's better to. <laughs> It's not, well, it's not. We've got three seconds, dude. I've got to say goodbye.